Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally, for most people, are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What's up, everyone? Welcome back for a brand new edition of Collider Forces, an edition of Collider Forces that's very special for a number of reasons. First, I get to welcome Kelvin Harrison Jr. and Aaron Pierre to the show. I'm a big fan of you both. You know that. I'm a big fan of you. <laughs> Likewise. This is the very first time we're doing a two-on-one version of the show, so that's going to be something special. And then on top of that, this is the first time we're recording an episode of the show out of a film festival. So I'm going to take a moment to thank the kind people at Filmio for making this happen and allowing Collider to be at Sundance to support indie filmmaking. Filmio is breaking barriers by putting the power to greenlight films in the hands of fans and creators. So if you're interested in learning more and joining their community, check out their website, film.io. All right. I didn't warn you guys. The first part of Collider Forces is a little bit of a game. It's called Dicey Questions. Usually it involves a dice tower. The dice tower did not come to Park City. So I've got eight numbers here between the two of you because you'll both answer the same questions. Pick three and then I'll ask you the random question it's associated with. So who wants to pick the first number? Three. My lucky number. I like this one too. This is an easy one. This is new skill. If you had the opportunity to learn a new skill or about a different profession through a role, what would you choose and why? Cooking. I want to be a chef. Get on the bear. I know. That's what I'm. I'm that's what is happening right now. So I hope everyone's watching. I would like to be there. I'm willing to go in in person in an audition, whatever we need, but I would like to cook. Do you have any cooking skills now or would you be like me where I would be starting from scratch if anyone taught me? I'm like not terrible, but I'm not like- Kelvin can cook. Mm. He's, he's cooked for me before okay. and it was fantastic. This is so sweet. Thank you. But he's going to be <laughs> modest and say he's starting out, but he can cook. You know, okay. yeah, but you know, that's a dream. That's I believe this. Have it for your own. Uh, I'd love to learn the piano so maybe a role that involved portraying a pianist in some capacity that would be cool this one can help you with that you certainly can yeah <laughs> I would l- I'd love that just to be able to have that as a as an alternative 
way to express myself uh, artistically. That would be that'd be dope. Classical or jazz? Both. Beautiful. Mm. That's a well-balanced yeah. musician. That's a good answer right there. <laughs> All right, what is your second number? Seven. Seven. Okay, seven, seven's a fun one too. It's rap gifts. What is the best rap gift you've ever received or given after making a movie or show? I want to say notebooks. Notebooks are always great because I'm like, I love the memory of like a production and having it like labeled with like the name of the movie or something. And then I, I use them so often because we're constantly journaling and prepping and working. And so they're so useful and they just look so special. They like you put them in your office and they just look so special. And they're like, well, what's this? Do you keep them? Like when you fill up a notebook, do you store them and save them? We were just talking about this last <laughs> night. We keep all of our, well, I don't know. I, we could yeah, speak most definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We keep yeah, yeah. them. Yeah. I love that. I'm I'm a big For I'm like a big saver. Nostalgic I like the purposes primarily, but like, you know, definitely. I think my my favorite rap gift is things like this, really. I'm a simple man. Just like things like mugs. I, I drink a lot of hot beverages, so it will get many uses. So that sort of thing is is for me, really. I feel like you could run up and down Main Street after this and collect all the mugs. You, you could take the filmio mug with you. All right, you have one more pick. Who's giving me the last number? Go ahead, bro. Four. Four. This is fun. Number four is would you rather. Would you rather have to fake sneeze or fake vomit in a scene? Fake vomit. Fake sneeze. Can you do a convincing fake sneeze? Knock. <laughs> oh! Oh! <laughs> I thought oh. it was terrible. I thought that was good. I was I honestly scared. I thought it was scared. good, too. And it was gross. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that it's fake puts me at ease. Right. Did you pick vomit because you can fake sneeze? Um, I don't know. I don't think I could do that. Like he just did that. <laughs> I just like the whole like oatmeal and the thing and drinking. Oh, you like it. That. I think I don't know. I'm I feel a little... like people think it's gross. So then they picked fake sneeze. But then I'm like, well, can you fake sneeze? And they're like, oh shit, that's hard. So now I have to vomit. <laughs> yeah, true. I don't know. I don't know. The the sneeze is hard. It's the at you. <laughs> <laughs> Put you in a comedy, and then you could do there a sneeze. Go. Exactly. <laughs> I like this idea. All right, we're into the meat of our conversation now. So, going back to the very beginning, when you first recognized the dream to become actors, what did you think was step one to making that dream a reality? And now, having done it, would you recommend that first step to an aspiring actor out there, or did you find something more effective along the way? I think for me, it was um, I I thought I just needed an agent, but. <laughs> I was like, if I get an agent, then they're gonna see what's going on here. Like, they're gonna see what I, I'm. I'm. I'm ready for this. And then I was like, okay, cool. You got an agent, but like, do you have any skills? <laughs> so then it was like, I, it was actually taking a class and studying and reading and watching films because I didn't even really watch that many movies. I was like a, I watched a lot of Disney Channel. And so everything that was going to come out of me was a lot of like, it was big and it was exciting. And it's kind of still my personality. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just thought I just needed representation as if that was the key to success. Yeah, I think um, I think for me, there's there's no right or wrong way to embark on the journey of an artist or whatever. But for me personally, I wanted to study. So I just studied you know, all of these wonderful playwrights and uh, practitioners um, and I had a wonderful time doing it, you know, um, learning, relearning and just trying things out. Yeah. Who is someone you've studied frequently over the course of your career? But then can you also name someone you discovered recently that has helped add new tools to your acting toolkit, so to speak? Uh, 
I, I spent a lot of time observing and studying Stanislavski. Um, and as of recently, uh, Michael Chekhov, um, he like is very much about uh, the physical and, and the, the extremities of your body and how that can complement um, your research and development for a character. Um, but yeah. I have a follow-up for you too, Kelvin, because you brought up uh, representation, and I feel like that's something that we don't talk about nearly enough, and it's so important to find the right people to represent you and represent you the way that you want, where it's not about finding a like a safe space to get opportunities in the industry, but a place to get the opportunities that you want, where they're willing to be bold and support your goals. So when you found the right representation, what qualities did you see in them that convinced you, like, these are the right people to back me and my ambitions? Oh, that's a great question. I think the the first thing is just, like, who's interested in actually getting to know me as a person, you know what I mean? Because this is a business about humanity and we're, we're telling stories about humans and people. So I'm like, okay, are you curious to know where I come from, who I am, what my parents were like, what's my journey, what am I looking for? What did I dream of? What do I still dream of? What I dream of as a kid? And then likewise, I wanna hear about what their, what their trajectory is and, and also what they're excited about. Um, and if we can find a lot of commonalities, then I think that we can, we can build something together. So it's a lot of like, who wants to build with me? Um, but yeah, and listen, I got the best manager ever. He's over there right now filming me like a proud uncle. Yeah. <laughs> I love talking about stuff like that. Those people need to be in the spotlight more than they are. All right, to get into some uh, titles now of all of your earliest projects, whether it's a TV or film, which one would you credit with putting into focus most the types of stories you would want to go on to tell and also the types of onset environments you would want to be a part of? Um. Can I choose more than one? Oh, absolutely. Um, I would say uh, The Underground Railroad, which was helmed by uh, Big Bro, Barry Jenkins, um, and also uh, Brother, which was helmed by Clement Virgo. I need more people. We were literally just talking about this before you came in. More people need to see Brother. I was on a plane the other day and I saw, like, I was looking over people's shoulders because I'm a creep on planes and I love looking at what people are watching. And someone was watching Brother and it just, like, it made me happy. But more people. Uh, need to I appreciate see it. you. You've, you've been advocating for us since it, before it even premiered. So we appreciate you. Um, you know, it's, it's the journey of an independent film. And, you know, I'm, I'm a big, believer that you know we need to keep independent films and independent creatives keep that alive and give that space you know we need to give that space it brings balance to the 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 world you know so what i mean true so the true cinema universe the, the cin <laughs> That's cinematic my kind universe. Of cinema universe all right calvin what about for you an early uh early project that put into focus what you want in terms of the stories you tell and the people you work with um i think loose was a big one for me I, I, I just really loved working with Julius and I loved, I, you know, I just love this expansive narratives of like what it meant to be a young African-American kid or black person or person of color in the U.S. and what that meant. And I'm always trying to pick roles that kind of make me understand me better and how I operate in the world. And also, I, I think helps people understand me and what what their relationship to a storyteller of my you know, background is like, and um, that was a big one. But yeah, yeah. It's a great example. Sat at this table. What was it? Twenty nineteen. Yes! Talking about that movie. It was one of my favorite movies. Of the festival this year, that year. Um, 
two follow-up questions. I'll, I'll stick with loose first. And it's actually, it's kind of not a question. It's me asking you two to do my job for me because I think about this often. One of the last times we spoke, you told me something that you wish was brought up in more in more actor interviews. And it's a question that I ask frequently. And then Marsha Stephanie did it again oh, where Marcia like Stephanie. she brought something up and I repeat these questions over and over. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you do that work again. What do you wish that actors had the opportunity to talk about more in these kinds of interview settings? What do you wish you could hear other people, you know, express how they experienced a certain part of the filmmaking process? Wow, you want the best question. I try. I feel like I could have worded that one better, but that was thanks. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay. Do you remember what the the one you told me was? No, what was I, it? I vividly remember both of these. Um, your yours was you wanted more people to talk about what it means to be number one on the call sheet when you're surrounded by acting icons. It was for loose, oh and then Marcia Stephanie during our Q and A spoke about like the hostess tray and thinking it was like a filmmaking tool. And ever since then, I ask people what is this seemingly silly question about the way movies are made that you wish you had the courage to ask about rather than just oh like. God, you know, pretending like you know something, but right. you could have asked and learned more sooner. Right. I, th I think I might want to learn a bit more how other creatives balance work and personal life. Mm. I think that's, I mean, it, arguably that isn't directly connected to the, 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 the product of work itself, but I think that would be invaluable to not only myself, but I think so many people learning how people we admire and respect and look up to, how they how they balance it, how they navigate that, um, because it's not always uh, simple. It's not always straightforward. So true. Yeah. This one, also, I feel like one feeds off the other, so it might not feel like it has a direct connection, but ultimately. But ultimately it, it does, does, yeah. That's right. Mm. That's a good one. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm like, I have so many questions for everybody. <laughs> I guess I'm like, a part of me is really curious to know how they navigate. Um, this is such a strange question because we're literally doing it right now, but promotion. Mm. Because I think so much, uh, this, we were talking about this last night a little bit, but like the second life of a project is in the promo. So it's like you tell the story, but then also like, what do you tell, what, what story are you telling after you've filmed it? And I'm really curious to know about, I wish people talked about impress, <laughs> what their journey has been like trying to further the message that they that they signed up for in the first place. That's a great one. You're definitely going to see that pop up in, in other interviews. I want to squeeze in a couple of broader questions before we get to genius full force, but that is making me think of something now. I know you're just starting your press journey with the show, but is there anything that you've done thus far just in terms of like answering questions or even reminiscing on the experience of making it that I guess has made you appreciate a part of the process more than when you were physically there because it, it is like what you said where every step of the way including press the experience and the content takes on new life so has anything about the show taken on new life in recent weeks for you well it's so new yeah it's literally it's like it's a day old it's today <laughs> that's right that's right um I mean I'm not sure if this is directly answering your question, but I think uh, something that, uh, you know, grew and developed and evolved during the show, which um, is just a, a wonderful place, even more so than it was then, is all of our friendships. Mm. It's, it's uh, 
throughout the duration of that filming process, we, it was a family environment and it was family relationships and that has only continued to develop and grow and build. Um, you know, this is one of my dearest friends now, you know what I mean? And um, I, think, I think that is something that is, is really important to share, you know? Filmmaking families make me so happy. Because it's not so a given, happy. right? It's not a given necessarily. So when it when it comes about, mm -hmm. it's about being grateful and 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 identifying it and appreciating it. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. it's not a given, and also you know it's it's work that you all do, but you give a significant amount of like yourself and your time to these projects, and being surrounded by a community like that, I have to imagine makes it like a much more fulfilling process to experience and dedicate your life to. Yeah. And just to piggyback on what he said too, one of the things that has made, been so rewarding for me from doing the show was like to step into those leadership roles as these characters or those real people. Um, it's kind of challenged us in such a real way that now it's kind of, it's taken a, a second life in us. You know what I mean? We have new tools. We have new conversations. We're watching each and every one of us grow in our own ways and stepping into our own um, power and our own, um, just our own leadership roles in, in everyday life and our careers. And so that's been we, really We were literally on FaceTime speaking about yes. what Kelvin's speaking on right now, maybe two, three weeks ago. Yeah. So that's cool. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Oh, that gives me a good transition to uh, our official Filmio question of the interview, because I, I love the idea of finding your power, finding your voice on set. And that's that's what they're all about, putting the power in the hands of the creator. So can you each recall a time on a past set when someone put the creative power in your hands, maybe during a time when you didn't expect to have it, even though you deserved it? Okay. Oh, whoa. Um, I feel like that happens more often than not, strangely. I love hearing that. <laughs> and it's really exciting, but it's very scary, you know? Like, I, I think the first time was with working with Trey on um, Waves. Mm -hmm. And there was so many opportunities for him to be like, what he, Trey loves to say, follow your heart. And so it was like, I was like, follow my heart, but under what parameters? You know what I mean? Like, can, how, like how far can I follow my heart? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a big heart. Um, <laughs> and, um, but it, it's, it's, such a, it's, it's such a rewarding thing because I think such an important part of the process for an artist is to, to get to a place where we feel uninhibited. You know what I mean? And that's where the real truth and the real creativity kind of flows through. Um, but you just step up and you kind of go, this is where my instincts are leading me. This is what I, I feel 
is um, the, my truth or the character's truth in this moment. And if you want to support me and set up the camera around it, then we'll go for it. And he always did that. And I think that's where some of the best magic happened. It's another movie. I always love an excuse to bring up waves. Listen, me too. <laughs> <laughs> me three. Oh. How about for you, Aaron? Uh, for me, you know, similar to what Cal said, um, th there have been many moments where, like, that has happened, and I've been very grateful for that. I think one that stands out to me the most is uh, working on Brother. Um, Clement has, I, I don't know how he does it. I don't know where he learned it or if he was just born with that communication capacity and skill, but he allows the, the people he's working with to just have a feeling of liberation and freedom and he'll come up to you before a take and he'll really quit you know clement he speaks very sort of measured and, and he'll come up to you and he'll just say we're ready when you are and then he'll go and he won't even say action he'll just when you start moving the cameras start moving and it's like it, it's it's magical and and it's like such a gift to have a filmmaker trust you like that you know it's like thank you you know? I've been hearing a lot about uh, directors who don't say action and cut lately. Every every process is valid. Every process is uh, different. But there's Most some, definitely. like, the creative possibilities seem endless when someone runs a set that way. Yeah, yeah. And another thing with Clement is, like, he'll, he, he's, he is one of the most talented writers I know. And in the same breath, he'll let you improvise around his work as well. You know, and that's another, that's another gift, you know. So, um all good things, yeah, yeah. I love it, I love it. All right, jumping into genius now. So I feel like this might be too prescribed and not necessarily the way you approach these roles, but when you are playing Martin Luther King Jr., Malcolm X, what is the very first part of them that you find? The first thing you tap into that signals that you're on the right path? But then I also wanna know the last piece of them that you found in your performance, the thing that made you think, I have a full version of this person. Ooh. Oof, that's a good one. It's so bad. You wanna go? I th I think um I'm gonna try to answer this question. It's such a, a great question. I think um the first place I begin is or I personally began, um, was I was seeking out sources of information which I subjectively felt were closest to being from him himself or those that were closest to him. So the first place I went was his autobiography, um, which was, I think, uh, written by Alex Haley, um, because that was Malcolm himself. And I think the second place I want, went to after that point was uh, the documentary about Malcolm X, which was uh, guided by Dr. Betty Shabazz. Um, so that's just an example of how my approach was into beginning to get insight into this tremendous great man you know um and then from there you know many sort of live videos and footage you know guided me also how about for you kelvin i think I, strangely enough i started with watching interviews because i just wanted to see like you know i was trying to look up if, was he ever on talk shows and i was just kind of like you know People are really funny on talk shows because they start to put on a, the persona that they want to come across, and then I'm, and then there's always that awkward moment of like when it when you when you have to like reflect on a, a answer you gave, and then you kind of get like these little glimpses of like their actual selves, 
in their like insecurities and their wheels turning, especially when you're talking about like really intellectual, heady people, you know? And so I was like, kind of went there. And then I was like, okay, now I should go to the autobiography. And then I started reading his books, but it's interesting too when people write the, their books because they really want, they also really, these are the things they want you to know. And I was like, what does he want me to know about him? And I'm going to take that and then I have to investigate that. And then later on, it just be, it was just like, well, now I want to hear what Coretta has to say. And I want to hear what the dad has to say. And I want to, I want to see what all the people closest to him have to say about him as well. Um, Cause those things are important. And then, yeah. And then, yeah. And then the last piece was just like, kind of like, you know, let it go and just kind of let it flow and just see what it is. And you know, yeah. And you, and you'll, you'll never, you'll never, I mean, I can only speak for myself, but I feel like you share the same view. It's like, you, you'll never finish your final scene of a project and be like, I, I, I explored this to the full capacity. You, you can always do more. You can always, always do more. Um, and that's the mindset I think that is really important because that keeps you searching until the very last day. 100%. You know? Speaking about doing more in a sense, so you two are obviously playing icons here, icons who have been played by many actors before. Do you have the opportunity on this set to, you know, kind of make this version of them your own to a degree? And if you do, what is that personal flair you wanted to add to this performance? Mm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's, you know, at the end of the day, I'm still getting a script, right? And I still have words that have been, um, that are inspired by beautifully and talented writers that they've collaborated with these historians and done so much research. And on top of my research, I'm looking at it and I'm kind of like, well, my job is still to tell, to, to make this, to propel the scene forward and to tell the story that is on the page. So I'm, I have to take what I know and, and the research that I have of, and my idea of this person and then try to, physicalize it to some extent and um you know i i took the things that resonated the most with me which was i love he has this humor about him he like he's really funny or at least he thinks he's really funny and because he like what i loved about the interviews too he laughs at his own jokes and i was like i'm really doubling down on that anytime i think i'm making it funny i'm gonna laugh first you know what i mean <laughs> and i was like these are the things that bring a lot of charm and charisma and that like the things that we can relate to like this is what makes him a, a person to me um you know he will always be this like brilliant mind and this incredible orator and like this in philosopher and this man of god but what's he like when he's tickled at his own jokes you know those are the things that make me happy um yeah just just to follow on from that i think uh i i was just i, I think m largely i was just guided by malcolm's like immeasurable like amount of centered energy he has. And um, I was really guided by that. You know, it's it can be a lot when you're, you know, going through a filming process and you, you're a month in, you have five months remaining. Um, you know, it's on you, you know, uh, long days, long nights, uh, turnarounds, you know, and it's, and I think I, a lot of the time I would, would rely on Malcolm's grounding, Malcolm's centered nature. To, to guide me through that in a way that uh, protected my well-being, you know, and, and kept me focused on, on, on the goal and the objective at hand. 
What a beautiful way to describe that. All right, continuing our journey, now we have to touch on upcoming projects. And the fact that you two are sitting here together gives me a perfect excuse to ask about Mufasa. I mean, that's that's great. (laughs) That made it really easy to ask a a sensible upcoming project question. Calvin, I'll throw my first one on that to you because I was reading somewhere that you said you really put a lot of effort into your Scar audition because you really, really wanted that role. What do you do that's different when you really, really want a role like that compared to, you know, one where maybe like that fire isn't burning as hot? Well, like typically if I'm not really that excited about it, I'll learn the lines and I'll like kind of do a, I'll do like a version of it that won't get me like dropped by my agents and manager. (laughs) (laughs) And then they'll be like, you know, that was good, but I, you know, I I just don't think this is right for you. I'm like, really? Bummer. But when you really want it, you get on all fours like a lion and you find your voice. And literally, I was sitting there with my friend and she had the, the the we I did a voice, I don't know if you had to do the same thing, but I just did it on like voice notes. And I she followed me around the apartment, I was filming Elvis. And I was like in the middle of like trying to shake off BB King, but I was trying to find Scar and he was in there somewhere. And I ran around the apartment, I did this big scene, this climactic scene in the movie. And um, listen, Clearly, I I tore it up because here I am. So that's gonna, that's going to be like a bonus feature that we'll get to see eventually, right? Oh my! Listen, <laughs> if we're lucky. <laughs> so now, I have a whole different question for you okay. now. Um, it kind of leans into what we were talking about with genius too, because in this particular case, you obviously want to do the iconic James Earl Jones work justice in your performance, but like this is your opportunity to play this role. So what is something unique to you that we'll be able to hear in this voice work? I, I think, uh, well, first and foremost, I want to acknowledge that James Earl Jones is an enormous inspiration of mine, massively. Um, and uh, I feel very honored to be, you know, walking uh, into this role, you know, after him. And I think, uh, I think the key difference will be that here, you know, we're exploring Mufasa in a different capacity. I think, uh, you know, when Sir James L. Jones portrayed him, this is Mufasa in his, in his full capacity, in his rhythm. And I think here we're exploring Mufasa prior to that point. What does, what does this young lion look like before he is who we know him as? And, and he is discovering his rhythm, uh, how he conducts himself, how he engages with his community and, and, uh, and his loved ones, you know? So I think that's the, the key thing. It's, it's, it's figuring it out. All right, I get to ask one last question before I send you on your way. I love hearing and seeing people's reactions to this question because nobody likes it and I don't care. In this business, we give each other awards. It's award season right now. That's super cool. Nobody says good job to themselves nearly enough. I want you both to tell me something you accomplished while making genius that you know you could look back on and say to yourself, damn, I am proud of what I did there. Oh, that's so cool, actually. I like how you phrased it and opened it up because it makes it a lot less awkward to say it because... That's a that's a real thing. Like it's it's good to be proud of the work you've done. Otherwise, like, what, why are you beating yourself vi- up all the time? It's vital. Yeah. How can a person feel whole without exactly. being able to recognize that in Artists, themselves? Also, when you're sharing, we also still need to feel that, that we're being appreciated. Because if you're putting a piece of yourself in these roles every single time, that's a lot, you know. And you want to know people, are, you know, see it, and also we should be able to see ourselves. But I would say I, I love the relationship that um, Rurouche, who plays Coretta, and I built for Martin so and Coretta. It's so beautiful and so pure. And there's something very um, 
just youthful about it because what we forget is that these people met when they were like 20, 21, 22, like they were married at 24. I mean, I think they had their first kid at 24. So it's like, that's such a, I'm 29 right now. And to think that like, you know, I don't know. I, I, I really love that it, it feels so relatable and something that um, so many people can look at and kind of go, wait, they flirt the same. You know what I mean? They look at each other the way we look at each other. You know, that's that's cool. So I'm proud of that that dynamic I built with her. Likewise, I have exactly the same answer. I'm deeply, deeply grateful to Jamie Lawson. Um, she is a gift. She is magnificent. And uh, she truly embodies Dr. Betty Shabazz in a way that I don't think no other would have been able to. And I'm grateful for her. Uh, holding me for supporting me um and also for the friendship that we've developed and, and built um you know that's the homie most definitely beautiful answers thank you for sharing and thank you for your time today and being the very first two-on-one version of collider forces let's go we'll let's always go. we'll always let's be go. a big big fan <laughs> Congratulations on season four of Genius. Congratulations on everything you've accomplished. I can't wait to see more in the future. Yes, ma'am. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.